When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, they have come out firing in Calgary. Eight and a half minutes left in the first period. It's 3-2 for the Flames leading the Kings. Huberto, Mangiapane, Richie scoring for the Flames. Kaliev has both goals for Los Angeles. The Kings will be in Edmonton on Wednesday to play your Edmonton Oilers. That's a 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, the game will start at 8. One game final already. Islanders knocked off the Senators 4-2. About five minutes left in the first period. Hurricanes up one nothing in Chicago. Jordan Martinuk, the Edmonton area product, has the goal in that game. And facing off in a few seconds, it's the Blues up against the Avalanche. Raptors leading the Pistons 93-85 with nine and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Monday Night Football 14-10. 14-10, the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles up on the uh, Washington Commanders. And uh, that's with 10 minutes left in the first half. 14-10, Eagles leading the uh, Commanders. Uh, this is such an awesome chat with uh, Jed Roberts. We'll have to... Well, I don't know if I was the basically players missed the night. That's all. That's the one thing I remember from that interview. He had teammates miss the 96 great cup because of alcohol poisoning because they drank too much early in the week and they couldn't recover to play in the game. Not good. Uh, that was a classic game. Fortunately, didn't go Edmonton's way. 780-496-0063 is you, if uh, you want to participate in the show. If you're phoning, it's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. We've had some excellent suggestions for Edmonton's Olympic mascot if and when we ever host the games. Uh, I liked. Uh, I really like Ballsy the Talus the, the Talus Ball, pardon me, from along the uh, white mud there. Uh, flashy the photo radar camera <laughs> might have to specify it's a photo radar camera if we call them flashy we had several people write in some sort of construction zone imagery we had a an lrt car called not so fast we had a, a giant sausage as a suggestion for i guess that would be mundare could host the mundare has to be big enough to host the olympics kellen I mean, I assume they got a, a, a school track, so that's all the track and field right there. I assume is, they got a gym. Is there a body of water nearby for all the Yeah, you might have to events. find some water. For the, for the, 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 they must have a swimming pool or a swimming pool nearby. They got the golf course, right? So you have the golf there. I think Mundare is good to go for the Olympics. I think it's in better shape. I'm going to say this right now. Mundare is better positioned to host the Summer Olympics than any other community in Alberta. All right, people of Mundare. All right. You write that down. You'd have the Mundare Olympic Committee, the mock. Now, they would definitely have the sausage as their mascot. And Beavy the Beaver. 
what was uh, Robin called into? I, 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 I'm torn though. My favorites are between the, uh, the photo radar camera and ballsy, the talus ball. Would it be ballsy like B A L L S Y or would we do yeah. like B A L L Z E E or something like that? You're gonna make it hip for the, the kids, right? The way the kids like the mascot. The way the text came in, Reed, it was B A L L S Y. So like Halsey, but ballsy, you know? Traditional spelling of ballsy. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fun. We'll see if we get any more before the uh, end of the program. You know what's fun for the Oilers uh, farm team, the Bakersfield Condors? They're doing well this season. They are 7-3-1, and one, and uh, they got a bit of uh, an unlikely guy lighting the lamp for them. Defenseman Michael Kesselring already has six goals this season. Michael, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing very well. It's nice to have you on the show. You're off to a great start uh, to the season here with the Bakersfield Condors. I, I want to dive into a- another part of your life, though. You grew up in... Uh, a smaller state that maybe doesn't get talked about a lot. Tell us about life as a kid and a young hockey player in the state of New Hampshire. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a little bit different. Uh, well, growing up, um, it's it's basically like any uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. It's basically like any small city. Uh, it's similar in a way to Baco. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, my mom was a school teacher. My dad does a bunch of stuff in hockey. Uh, he coached me all growing up, um, but nothing too uh, crazy going on out there. We have a lake house we grew up uh, going to in the summers, uh, a lot of lake days, a lot of tubing, um, a lot of different sports I played growing up. Other than hockey, I played lacrosse uh, pretty much all growing up, field lacrosse, and then uh, a lot of golf too. I'm a big golfer. Um, but yeah, and then hockey-wise, uh, I grew up playing for the New Hampshire Avalanche. My dad was uh, the youth director of the uh, of the program. Um, so there's a bunch of good players I played with growing up. It's not quite as good as states like uh, Massachusetts or Minnesota, uh, but New Hampshire has its fair share of good players. I remember I kind of looked up to Ben Lovejoy growing up because he was a New Hampshire kid. Uh, Riley Walsh is in Utica right now. He was a really good player growing up, one year older than me. Um, Zach Sanford, my dad actually coached him in high school hockey. He's with Nashville, I believe, right now. Um, so there's always a few New Hampshire guys floating around the NHL, and and my dad was a hockey player growing up. He played professionally in the in the East Coast League, and he played at Merrimack College. So I grew up uh, going to Merrimack College games. is only about 30 minutes from my house, and uh, that's kind of the path that led me to to Northeastern University and playing college hockey. Um, oh. I was drafted actually when I was four, I think it's 15, uh, when you get drafted to the queue, uh, and I went to Ramparts camp for that, uh, that day that we're allowed to go. And I wanted to go so bad when I was a kid, but my dad shut that down pretty quick. He wanted me to go to school. Okay. Well, so that, well, that's awesome. Uh, so your dad, I mean, most dads are, but especially with your dad having, some pro experience himself and, and, and being your coach. Did he talk to you like even when you were a kid about, okay, maybe making the NHL plan professionally, or did he, was he more just of a day-to-day improvement type of mentor? Yeah, it was definitely a day-to-day uh, improvement. Um, he, he used to always get me riled up. I remember in high school, it went from, you know, you keep getting better. You can be a good division three player. 
to then, oh, maybe you can be a, a good Division One player. And then my draft year came around, and I started to get noticed a little bit. And he's like, oh, maybe you can be a, a really good college player. And then it turned into <laughs> eventually giving me the credit of uh, maybe you can be a good pro. And then I think uh, with the start to the year and everything, now we're uh, – we're really uh, starting to believe uh, it's going to come uh, hopefully to the NHL one day yeah. soon. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good for you. So, so you mentioned lacrosse and golf as well. Do you, I mean, I, I imagine you had to give up lacrosse at some point, but I assume you still have time to golf once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that's the one part about Baco. That's nice. There's plenty of uh, days you can play golf if you want to. Um, and then lacrosse I played uh, until my junior year of high school. Because uh, I remember once I got invited to the combine, that was kind of that spring lacrosse season. I didn't want to get hurt or anything, um, so I kind of said I just told the coach I wasn't a big. We had a really good lacrosse team in high school. I was more of a depth guy, um, but I just remember telling the coach I don't really want to risk getting hurt. I'm just going to play on the golf team, and I played with a bunch of my buddies from school. Um, so that was fun, but that helped me get ready for the combine too at the time, which was good. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so, I mean, when you, when you got drafted by the Oilers, so it's uh, 164th overall sixth round in 2018. Did you have any expectations going into that draft? I, I assume you talked to the Oilers at least a little bit. Were you thinking, uh, they might be the team. What was that year like? So it was, it was kind of a weird, uh, a weird year because I stayed and played high school hockey, which a lot of scouts didn't love. Um, so I knew there was a bunch of teams that seemed pretty high on me and then some teams that were interested. Um, and then obviously I went to the combine. So I was hoping to go anywhere from third to fifth. And then you keep watching names getting called. And obviously that it started to get pretty tough, but um the New England scout at the time um, I knew was really, really liked me. And uh, I know they really wanted to, he really wanted to get me in Edmonton. Um, so I wasn't completely surprised when I saw the Oilers. Um, and obviously my dad's Canadian. It, it means a lot to be drafted by a Canadian team. And, and uh, I'm a dual citizen too. So it's, it's pretty cool to be part of a, a big hockey market in, in Edmonton. Well, good for you. Michael Kesselring joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So you're finding out a little bit about his path through the world of hockey and becoming a pro. And you're into your third season here with the Condors. And my, oh, my, you are firing away with six goals and 11 <laughs> games from the blue line. To what to, or to who maybe, or maybe it's a combination. Do you owe the success so far this season? Yeah, it's a lot of things. I think just the the organization being patient with me when I when I signed, I was a a skinny college kid. Um, I had a good year, obviously, in college and played a lot for Northeastern, and I'm thankful for everything they did for me. Um, but I always knew I wanted to be a pro hockey player, so that's that COVID year was a unique opportunity where I got to play thirty something games um, after my college year. Uh, so I just decided it was the time to sign. And then, yeah, the the organization, Keith Gretzky, uh, he's always been kind of on my side. I remember he sat me down after one development camp, I think in 2019, and said, we really think you can be an NHL player. And that gave me a lot of, a lot of hope and, and gave me a little extra work ethic. And obviously my dad, he coached me all growing up. I owe a lot to him and my mom. My mom sacrificed a lot. Uh, two to like I remember 
she's from Manchester, New Hampshire. She didn't really want to move to the prep school, but she took the job because it gave me, my brother, my sister, a better chance for better education and and better uh, sporting opportunities. So, um, and then I had a lot of different coaches, obviously, growing up uh, that I could thank. Um, I think the coaches here, Colin Chalk, Woody, um, they all played a big role. Dave Manson. Um, who else? The, my trainers in the summer, they did a great job the last few summers getting me ready for pro hockey, uh, XP Fitness. Um, so it's been a it's been a combination of a lot of people. I think to myself, I've I've definitely put in the work to to keep getting better and. And I've had the right support system around me to, to guide me in the right path. Well, I can tell you must be a good team player because you made sure you weren't missing anybody there. That's, <laughs> that, was, that was really kind of you to, to, to go through all the people who've helped get to get you to where you are. So have you always considered yourself a bit of a shooter like from the back end? Or is it something that's just working a little more this year? What do you say? Uh, I'd say I've definitely had a little bit of puck luck, puck luck this year on a few of the goals uh i don't think i got much last year so i think uh i mean my dad were talking about it we we saw it coming a little bit um but i think uh honestly it's not even my shooting it's just my skating and strength is so much better this year i get around the ice better and i'm finding more lanes uh, i know in junior in high school i was an offensive defenseman and then in junior i was an offensive defenseman and then it kind of rotated in college to being more two-way and then Obviously, when you sign pro, you got to play defense first. Um, but yeah, I I go out. I definitely go out in the games, and and I'm expecting to get some shots on net and and fire a few away. Obviously, I think one my one timer is probably one of my biggest traits I have as a player. Uh, so anytime I can get that off is uh, is a good chance for me to maybe get a few lucky points or or get one through a screen. Um, but yeah, I definitely like shooting the puck. I think I have a I have a heavy shot and I like to try to use utilize it. Okay. Well, it, it, that's good for you. So I, I appreciate you telling your story a little bit. Good for you for this season. And of course you're happy that the team is doing well. Did you, did you set goals for yourself going into this year that you'd be willing to share? Yeah. I mean, my big thing was to try to, you learn as you, you get older to, you got to take it day by day, but obviously you look forward to, to camp and stuff and my big thing was going into rookie camp and and main camp was to just show how much i've developed physically and and play more like a more like a man be a little bit uh, harder out there and, and just make a really good first impression um which obviously that went really well and I, I made a good impression and i started my season off strong so uh, i can't ask for much more than that other like points wise and stuff like that that stuff comes i think it was more just playing consistently and and being hard to play against because that's the biggest thing that's going to get me to the next level right on okay well hey thanks for telling your story tonight on inside sports hope the pucks keep going in for you this season and i hope we talk again soon michael i really appreciate it yes for sure thank you so much michael kesselring oilers prospect defenseman for the bakersfield condors having a great year six goals in 11 games already for the condors he was talking about his dad being a big influence on his career and maybe keeping him modest keeping those expectations under control until now he's excelling in the ahl they're starting to talk about maybe one day playing in the national hockey league fun to have him on the program for sure it is 720 the oilers of course doing okay they're nine and seven 
hanging in there in the Pacific Division. One of the teams that they are chasing is the Seattle Kraken. We're going to find out the secret to their success as we move along. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. The Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony tonight. Uh, former NHLers Roberto Luongo, Daniel Alfredson, Daniel Sedin, and Henrik Sedin going into the Hall of Fame. Daniel Sedin with a great quote a few minutes ago. He says, Henrik, I can say this honestly. In my mind, you're a better hockey player than me and a better person. And I say this with the understanding that you'll be standing up here yourself in about 10 minutes. That's pretty good. I've seen that uh, tweeted out tonight. Thomas Drance, uh, our buddy who covers the Canucks, posting that, which is uh, pretty cool. All right, 7804960063 if you want to chime in tonight. The Edmonton Oilers back at it on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Kings. They uh, just flew back from the road trip today after getting a day off yesterday in uh, the Miami area. So uh, we'll see what happens when they get on the ice tomorrow. Kyler Yamamoto not expected to practice. He left the road trip early with an undisclosed injury. You had uh, Clem Costin making his Oilers debut against the Panthers. Thought he had a, a decent game. Uh, so we'll see if the Oilers are, are going to go with the same lineup that beat the Panthers 4-2 on Saturday afternoon. I was mentioning the uh, the goaltending there. I, I sorted it by the 55 goaltenders who have played 240 minutes or more so far this season. So basically four games or more so far this year. Out of those 55 goaltenders, Stuart Skinner is sixth in save percentage and 16th in goals against average out of 55. Pretty good. Jack Campbell, who has been struggling, 52nd out of 55 in save percentage, 51st out of 55 in goals against average, 4.27. But I do think we are going to see a uh, much better version of Jack Campbell as the season moves along. For the time being, Skinner has been better. Personally, I would put Skinner uh, back in against the Los Angeles Kings. Let him see if he can win uh, two in a row, but we'll we'll, uh, find out more once the Oilers practice tomorrow. The uh, Raptors game, they are trying to close it out. Just over a minute to go, they lead the Pistons by six we'll probably have a final score when we get back from the news and we'll try to wrap your head around the tentacles of the Seattle Kraken and their good start to the season